a piece of possible history, just supposing. They say that East is East and West is West, and never the twain shall meet. But what if they had? Columbus set off in 1492 in three ships, the Santa Maria of approximately 90 feet, the Pinta between 60 to 80 feet, and the Nina of 60 feet, the best that Spain had to offer at that time. As history confirms, Columbus set off, not really knowing where he was going, arrived and certainly didn't know where he was, and came back not knowing where he'd been. Let us not be too harsh on the man. This was an age of church-controlled exploration, and in Europe of those days nothing happened without the blessings of the church. Indeed, Columbus was interviewed by no lesser personage than Thomas de Torquemada, a prominent figure in the infamous Inquisition that was taking place in Spain at that time, to ensure that he was undertaking this expedition for all the right reasons. Those reasons, Columbus assured Torquemada, were in keeping with the aims of the Catholic Church to spread the word of God to the heathens, find a shorter, safer trading route to the Indies, and, if they found any golden slaves along the way, so much the better. The voyages of Columbus are well documented, and there is no need to repeat the details here, other than to say that there is a faction that believe Columbus, instead of being hailed as a great explorer, should be classified as a genocidal maniac ultimately responsible for the deaths of hundreds of thousands of natives. <clears throat> Interestingly, Columbus was reported to have used a map originally drawn by a cartographer who sailed with the eunuch admiral, Jung He. And this brings us on to the next point. About 70 years earlier, another explorer set off with the express purpose of opening up new trade for his country. There was no ulterior motive of spreading religion to the heathen or making them change their lifestyles to suit his own. His quest was purely and simply trade. The fleet of the eunuch admiral, Zheng He, consisted of over 300 ships and his flagship, while reports vary, was supposed to have been 400 feet in length. It is known to have been constructed in the Longjiang shipyards. Interestingly, an archaeological dig in southern China, in a location believed to have been a shipbuilding area, discovered a tiller post some 30 feet in length. It is estimated that the vessel that carried it was in excess of 300 feet. Zheng He's flagship carried nine masts, and her mainsail was of such size that it took one hour to set. His armada set off self-reliant with supply and treasure ships, and a sizable detachment of marines. His expedition was well planned, well organized, and well executed. Zheng He's fame and exploits, like those of Columbus, are also well documented, up to the point where it is believed that he rounded the Cape of Good Hope 
sailed up the Atlantic and discovered America. <clears throat> as, exci as exciting as this may sound, it has never and will probably never be confirmed. It does, however, open up an interesting scenario. Just supposing as Zheng He's fleet sailed up the Atlantic, a space-time warp continuum brought Columbus's fleet in direct contact with that of Zheng He's. Let us try to imagine what might have transpired as the very latest in Spanish maritime technology came into contact with that of China. The crew members of the Santa Maria, when confronted by Zheng He's flagship, might well have thrown themselves to their knees and implored God to save them from this heathen behemoth. And on Zheng He's flagship, his executive officer might well have said, Ah, sir, look, Spanish boat people, should we offer them assistance? The epilogue, of course, is that the Ming emperors turned their backs on the seas and left Zheng He literally and figuratively high and dry while the seafaring nations of Europe went on to conquer the world. Of course, this never really happened, but just supposing. 